Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I think, yeah, we're recording. We're live. So what's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And uh, I'm here with a very, actually, I'm here yet again, yet again, with a very, very special guest, Mateos Cortez. Now, is it Cortez or Cortez? Cortez. So what's up, everybody? It's a pleasure to be here, actually. It's my second time on the podcast, to be honest. And this time, it's a face-to-face podcast. That is awesome, man. I mean, like I told you earlier today, when I look back on like how I met you, the first time we talked, and the fact that now we're here, face-to-face, hanging out together, that is, I don't even have words to describe <laughs> how awesome it is, really. So it is a pleasure to, to participate one more time nice man nice and just for for anybody that's listening why don't you tell the story like how we met and the fact that how we got to where we're at right now okay so i've been a huge fan of the youtube channel for for a while so i started watching the videos back in 2016 if i'm not mistaken which was like I was taking my first steps towards my English education and um, I don't know some random video just popped up on YouTube like how does a gringo learn Portuguese something like that and you were basically uh, telling like your background with Portuguese Brazilian people and stuff like that and uh, I was amazed at how awesome your Portuguese was at the time. I was like, there's no way that this guy is not Brazilian. There's just no way. He's just joking, you know. He's not serious. It's just, you know, pretending that he's American. So that was the... <laughs> that's funny. So that was the first time that I ever... Um, 
that I ever got to see is something that uh, you did, which was a video on YouTube. And then I think at the time you kind of, I think it took a break from YouTube for a while. And then uh, a couple months after you came back and I started watching the videos again. And then I think I, I commented on one of the videos asking if you were on italki because I wanted an opportunity to have a class with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I sent you an email and we went from there. Um, we started having classes and, and the thing that got me really, um, I guess the most interesting thing about that experience was that you didn't treat me like a, like a student you treated me like a friend and that was really cool that made you it made you stand out in a way from the others teachers I think so yeah we became really good friends and now we're here we just had the most amazing weekend it was great with we played some soccer we were just playing some uh, pool and um, we had a barbecue yesterday it was awesome So, yeah, man, it's been really cool uh, hanging out with you and, um, you know, getting to know you a little better in person. Yeah. So it's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool because, like you said, it was the first time we talked, I think it was 2000. Was it last year or 2017? Last year. It was last year. Last year. And then, like you said, we became good friends. We just stayed in contact. And then finally, man, I made it to Brazil. I'm here in Sao Paulo, and I'm like, fuck it, I gotta go see this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have to. I mean, the bus ride to Praia Grande from Sao Paulo was like an hour and 10 minutes. It wasn't that bad. And then from Praia Grande to Itaiaim, I think it was maybe what? Another 50 minutes to an hour or something like that. It's not far at all, man. Um, came and played soccer, man. What else did we do yesterday? Like you said, we had the barbecue which was awesome, man, and came back to this, because we're, what's the name of this place? It's a Clube Satellite. Clube Satellite. It's like a, it's a what? Satellite Club. Satellite Club, I guess. Yeah, Satellite Club in English, and it's like a, like a sports club. You can play soccer, you can go swimming, play pool and ping pong. This guy is a fucking beast in ping pong, by the way. <laughs> Whooped my ass for like 45 minutes straight. I don't even want to talk about it, but he's a beast. Got to give him credit. But, yeah, you can, I mean, you can eat lunch here, and it's right on, I mean, it's right across the street from the beach. I mean, you could walk to the beach in, like, 30 seconds. So this place is pretty awesome, man. But, um, yeah, it's been awesome, man. I just want to thank you. For, and I'm got to thank your parents, too, like, for your hospitality, man, letting me come out, stay at your place, because uh, I had a great time, man, a great time. It's really cool to be down here. And it's just amazing how all of this is happening because – We have access to, like, internet and technology and shit like that. I met you on the internet, bro. Yeah. And now we're sitting here both together, in Brazil. Yeah. Just hanging out, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. I mean, the internet is a miracle. And we're actually in Itayain. And Itayain is not even a touristy place, I think. We don't really have uh, tourists coming here. I, I actually have never seen one in my entire life here 
So the fact that you came here and you're having a good time, it's just, that's awesome, man. And what I find uh, funny about that is that nobody even realizes that you're not Brazilian, you know. You were just playing soccer and you were talking to um, some of those guys and nobody even suspected that you were American, man. That is, that's awesome. But, um, yeah, we're, we're having a good time. It's, it's great. Absolutely, man. For anybody that doesn't know, I think, like you said, Itaiaing isn't really a, a, a touristy town. Because, like you said, there aren't many attractions or things like that here. But I think if you ever have the chance to come to Sao Paulo, it de it's definitely worth it to take the bus down Itaiaing, man. I mean, even, even just Praia Grande. But, I mean, we've been here all weekend. And um, you got the beach here, the sports club. I mean, and just the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The lifestyle here in the city. It's like a, a small beach town. The people are a lot nicer here. Uh, the speed of life here is, is slower than, than in Sao Paulo. You know what I mean? Um, and it's really more beautiful here. You got the colored houses and stuff like that. It's cool, man. It's cool. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, cool, so the the speed of life is a lot slower here compared to cities like Sao Paulo where everybody's in a rush running to school uh, going from school to their jobs or from their jobs to school and they're always running not even paying attention to their surroundings I guess so you're walking down the street and nobody even looks at you Nobody notices that you're there, and here it's a, it's a little bit more. I think people are more receptive here, more welcoming, because we never have uh, tourists visiting the place. Uh, I mean, if people realize that you're an American, there will be people lining up left and right to talk to you. <laughs> I, I swear. Uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, a. <laughs> It's it's a really cool place and um, yeah we're we're having a good time. The only thing that is kind of a a pain in the ass is that it, it's rainy right now, so uh, we could be playing more soccer right now or doing something outside. But because it's raining, we just have to stay inside the club, which is cool. There's a lot of things to do here, but um, it could be a little bit more fun i guess if it wasn't rainy right mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and what you said about the people here being more receptive is definitely true i mean i'm not saying like people in sao paulo the city i met some awesome people man i've got some good friends there they're really hospitable and and receptive and stuff like that but bro your parents man <laughs> your entire family like the way that they receive me into into your guys's house and stuff like that I mean, just feed me until I can't eat no more. You know what I'm saying? Anything I need, they try to get it for me. It's, uh, it's really cool how they just try to make me feel like I'm a part of the family. You know what I mean? That's really cool. And, uh, yeah, man, going back to what you said about about people in Sao Paulo just, like, running here and there. They don't even, literally, people walk down the street not just texting on their phone, not looking up and stuff like that, but... Almost every day, I see at least one or two people walking down the street watching TV on their phones. They're walking down the street, looking down at their phone, like watching a video. 
fuck is going on here, bro? Is it that important to you? Is it that important to you? You can't like just walk down the street without your phone in your hand, bro. I don't, I don't know, man. And I really don't. Obviously, that's probably not something that happens only here in São Paulo. But I hadn't seen it before I got here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the so the phone, like we were saying, that the internet is a miracle and stuff. I think the phone and the internet is is the curse and the blessing, right? So I think even though it's awesome and uh, it gives us, um, you know, I think it, it opens up so many different doors. But at the same time, I think it kind of takes away what's really important in life. And, uh, you know, this human interaction that we're supposed to have, sometimes we don't get to do it because we're so uh, caught up in, you know, um, internet, Instagram, you know, YouTube, and all these other uh, social medias. Yeah. And I think it robs us from... Um, really important stuff in life I agree 100% but I think we were talking about this earlier today or maybe yesterday how it, I think it's part of human evolution you know what I mean because it, using the same example I used I used earlier if you think about the TV which kind of killed the radio And everybody who was a, a star on the radio was mad as hell. Like, man, this isn't, you know, they're not doing it right. You know, when I was a kid, it was this way. Then after TV, I guess it was the Internet. And then you had YouTube and you had Netflix. And then you go from taxis to Uber, for example. I mean, there's a natural evolution. Things just change. Even the way that we talk today is different from the way people talked, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. So you could argue that the way young kids are learning to communicate now which is most of the time through an electronic device of some kind on social media or text messages or whatever and not, I'm not saying that we didn't do that when we were 15 we, we were texting at 15 you know what I mean but today I think face to face human interaction in general at least in my experience is becoming less and less common but maybe that's just a part of human evolution and we just kind of have to adapt to the new way that humans are going to be communicating you know what I mean Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you made me remember of something that happened to me a couple months ago. So I I met a girl, and she's one of those people that is always checking her phone. Always, always on her phone, you know, texting, watching something, or doing something on her phone. And she would be constantly texting me on whatsapp and like you i don't like to be always you know i like real human interaction you know anything that's different from that whether it's the internet or something else i i, I just think it's boring and artificial i think you're always on the surface so i remember that i wouldn't reply as often as she wanted to And she said that, like, I was being uh, rude. I didn't want to talk to her, something like that. And then <laughs> I was like, we, we don't even know how to do the common anymore, you know. So let's, let's hang out. Let's go to the movies. Let's, you know, do something. 
instead of just you know taxing each other and the funny thing about that i guess the interesting thing about that is that when we would uh meet in person she would be like the most quiet person ever so on whatsapp she would be talking all the time she wouldn't shut up but when we were like face to face she wouldn't say anything so she i guess she masters like she she she's really good at having interactions on the internet but he doesn't have she doesn't have the most uh common and normal skill which is you know talking like uh you know uh real interaction i guess so i don't know i think it's kind of weird we we learn how to do what's not uh part of um what used to be part of humanity you know um yeah that's it's kind of weird huh it is weird man it's really weird but like i said i think um especially younger like how old how old was this girl oh she's my age she's just 20 20 years old i mean you're not i mean you're only four years younger than me so you're not i'm not saying like you're from another generation but i just think especially young younger people the younger they are the less real life social skills that they have and i think that's natural right you have to learn social skills as you as you get older but at the same time it's like simple face-to-face interaction and it's like how can you be more yourself on the internet well what are you who are you really are you being yourself on the internet are you being yourself here because it's two different people that i'm talking to you know what i'm saying and that that's that's weird man have you heard of something called uh neuralink before i i haven't have you heard of elon musk oh yeah so there's i can't i don't want to get the idea wrong but one of my one of my friends was telling me about something called Neuralink, this idea that Elon Musk has. He wants to basically put all the information that exists in the world into a database. And then he wants to link somehow, link human beings' brains to this database through like a very, very, very small wire so that you instantly have access to all the information in the world. And you can also communicate instantly with everybody else that's hooked up to this Neuralink you know what I mean? And um, I've, I've seen a couple of videos of him talking about it on the Internet and stuff. But I just well, what do you think about the idea? Let's start there. What do you think about that? So. Uh, so let me see if I get this right. You're saying that you can get a little piece of my brain and put it in a database. Is that the idea no what i'm saying is uh he's gonna put all the information into a database and then take something like a plug like a cell phone plug not literally a cell phone plug that's connected to this database and take the other end and stick it in your head insert it into your head so that your brain is now attached to the database the way your cell phone is attached to the charger and the charger is attached to the outlet in the wall you see what i'm saying Man, that is that just blew my mind. That 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 I, I've never heard about that. I have to do a little research on it. But uh I mean that's awesome. That's the part of like we're saying the internet is a miracle, the fact that 
it could be even possible it's it's amazing really um, so do you think that by doing that maybe we could instead of acquiring knowledge we could just instantly get knowledge from I don't know a device something like that like without having to put out or to put in the effort to learn a certain skill or ability we could just get it instantly right I mean from what I understand that's the idea like I said I haven't studied it too much I've only watched a couple of videos and my friend explained it to me a little bit but from what I understand that's the idea is you don't have to acquire knowledge anymore it's just there at your fingertips when you need it and obviously there's there's probably at least two different perspectives you can have the first one I guess would be what would be the point of anything if you know everything right and also I guess there'll be some doubts about how exactly the neural link would work because if you have to link your brain to a database do I carry it with me in my pocket like a cell phone and the wires are just connected to my head or do I have to sit down at home and download information into my brain how does it work you see what I'm saying that would be my doubt and then I guess the other side of the coin looking at it from a positive viewpoint is you don't have to wa not waste time but you don't have to spend so much time just trying to acquire information and then apply it you just have it when you need it the same way you pull out your phone and you google something you don't have to even do that you just do 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 in your brain and the information is there you know what I mean and kind of like veering off into a different subject really quick the same guy that told me about Neuralink he was saying he actually thinks it's a good thing these kind of evolutionary things that are happening for example the Neuralink idea artificial intelligence and how it's gonna quote unquote take so many jobs away from people he's saying yeah on the surface it's sad because people aren't gonna have jobs but in reality it's actually a good thing because that means all those people can put their natural human creativity and intelligence into solving the world's real problems like imagine if all the people that lost their jobs to artificial intelligence were employed to solve things like world hunger or i mean obviously i can't think of any other problems off the top of my head but you get the idea there are real problems that need to be solved that people flipping burgers all day at mcdonald's or sweeping the streets could be trying to fix you know what i mean so what do you think oh yeah man yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of people that, like, they, they they found their purpose in life, but they can't do it because they don't find the opportunity. So they have to, you know, like you said, uh, flip bur uh, burgers on McDonald's because um, they don't have a chance to do what they love. They have to spend four years in college paying, like, I don't know, um thousands of dollars on education and stuff like that and um, but I think um, I'm sorry I lost my train of thought yeah, okay, no I forgot what I was going to say but uh, yeah I mean imagine like everybody can be a doctor everybody can be a psychiatrist or something like that you can learn any language you want you don't have to even practice you just have that knowledge in your head and you can use it that is that is awesome man really i've never heard about the idea but it's awesome is it like elon musk 
who's had the idea? Honestly, I don't know if it's his original idea. I just know uh, it's him that I see on the internet talking about it. I don't know if it was his idea or somebody else's or, or what. But from what I understand, it was his idea. And uh, he's got a team of people trying to develop this technology. Um, but yeah, like you, I also got to do more research on the idea. But it's really interesting to think about. And like I, I think I told you before... I feel like human beings kind of have this weird, obs- not an obsession, but this weird habit of seeing how far we can take something. So Elon Musk, for example, this brilliant, you know, borderline genius, once in a lifetime type of person is really trying to see how far can we push humanity? What is it? What is humanity actually? And are we really wasting our time doing the things that we do all day? Like, what could we be doing if we didn't have to acquire knowledge? Like what could what would we do with our time if we didn't have to learn anything? All the information was just there, you know. Yeah, I think while it's awesome, I think at the same time it kind of takes away the the fun of life in a way, you know. Because for example, I I can speak a little bit of English, right? I know the basics of the language. I can communicate, and that's awesome. But two years ago, I guess two years and a half ago, I didn't know a word of English, and the fact that all by myself, I put in all this effort, I worked hard, and I made all this progress over time. That makes me really proud. Really, really proud. I get really happy that I did this for myself, and I have to thank myself for that because I think uh, if you look at the statistics, I think probably five percent of the Brazilian population speaks English, and the fact that I'm part of that number makes me really happy. And I don't think I will be as proud of myself. If I, you know, if I had done something like that, you know, just put something into my brain, and all of a sudden I speak English, you know, it's it's almost like I don't, um, I don't know. It just feels so much better when it's something that you worked for, you know. It's almost like you get this sense of I I deserve that, you know. I worked for it, you know. So I think I don't know. I I, I personally think that. It's cool to uh, just give your best and, uh, you know, push yourself to new limits and accomplish new things in life instead of just um, acquiring them, you know, instantly. So I think that is the part that sucks because hard work sucks while we're doing it. But the, how can I say this? The reward at the end of the road feels awesome when you look back on everything that you've been through and you know that you know i did it you know and um i don't know maybe i'm just tripping it's a fucking great technology and i'm complaining about it but i don't know Nah, i mean i agree with you man and basically what you're talking about right now is uh an idea that i got you're familiar with jordan peterson right 
Yeah, so for those, of you, for those of you that aren't familiar with Jordan Peterson, he's a clinical psychologist from, uh, from Canada. And I was watching some of his videos. I can't remember which one. And actually, he talks about this in his book as well, 12 Rules for Life. But anyway, this idea that, that, he, that he had is basically that's what gives your life meaning. That's what gives your life purpose is when you, you struggle and you work for something and you try and fail and try and fail and then you finally do it. And when you finally make it, that's really, I mean, that's what gives meaning to everything you just did. You know what I mean? So if you don't, and it's just, you could apply that to so many different examples, like the kid who grows up in a family that has, let's say, millions of dollars. He never has a job. His, fam- his family just buys him everything, does everything for him. It's probably going to grow up very, I mean, he's going to grow up happy in the moment. Obviously, what kid doesn't want a bunch of toys and playstation and trips to fucking you know wherever but when he's older and he doesn't know how to do anything for himself he's never worked for anything it's going to be a big empty space inside of him you know what i mean because there's going to be a lack of meaning and obviously i'm not a psychologist it's just what you know speaking from personal experience and also from from what i understand after having read psychology about it or having read about the psychology but um yeah i think that's absolutely right when you work for something it gives your life meaning and then when you take that away when you're just able to download some information what does life mean exactly and that's the question is what what does that mean now if we don't have to spend our time learning or doing anymore we just know every all information that has ever existed in humanity like what the hell does that mean you know so it's strange and that's what i mean by people we want to take it as far as we can but it's, I guess the question is, should we sometimes? Because now you're kind of, you're really, really, I mean, really changing what it means to be a human at this point. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you said about, like, taking away what gives your life purpose and meaning, I completely agree. There, there's so many people that, like, they, they've been working for, like, 40 years straight and when they get to retired two months down the road they're going back to work which is what happened to your dad I think so they think that they're gonna have a great fucking time just sitting around the house and you know doing nothing all day but when they find themselves in, in, in that situation they, they want to go back to work man they want to do something they want to wake up and feel like their life has some meaning you know so I, I, I completely agree with you on that uh, I think the, the fact that you struggle for something and um, you can accomplish your goals I think that's, that's awesome man that's what, what gives life meaning in a way absolutely man and I think it's really not even a desire to go back to work. I think it's just a desire to do something meaningful. I guess that's how I would say it because, like you said, work kind of sucks. And a lot, of t- a lot of people do jobs that they don't like. You know, So even if it's a job they don't like, it's, it's all they know. So they retire after 40, 50 years and they're like, shit, all I know how to do is this job. I want to keep doing this job because I have nothing else to do, you know. So I think what's more important is diversifying your life, doing many things that are meaningful to you, 
finding things that are meaningful to you. So that's why I think, especially if you're a kid, but even as an adult, it's probably more important to just try new stuff. Try painting, try photography, try, you know, running or football or traveling, writing, whatever it is, just something that is not familiar to you. Because not only do you maybe find something new that you're interested in, but just by doing stuff that's unfamiliar or uncomfortable, you really open your mind to new possibilities. I mean, you're expanding, or how can I say, yeah, you're moving the boundaries of your life further and further away. You're expanding your comfort zone. You know what I mean? We talked about that thing yesterday. You have to, like, seek discomfort because everything that's uncomfortable in the beginning becomes comfortable so if you can just master skill after skill after skill even when something like artificial intelligence does come and takes the job that you had maybe you've been developing two or three other skills that are useful on the side you know what i'm saying and not i'm not even just talking about you know the work life but just different things that add meaning to your life man it makes you a more interesting person when you do different stuff you talk to somebody who only does you know like does somebody's taxes all day every day for the last 20 years that's all they do jesus christ man you know what i mean so yeah you gotta find something that uh gives your life meaning man that that uh makes you want to get up in the morning you know exactly yeah i agree man i i, I completely agree and um what you said about uh so switching gears a little bit like what you said about um learning different skills and doing different things things that you're not familiar with um i think that when you do that it really helps your brain in terms of like how it works when it's trying to learn different things for example i i was I was in class and this programming teacher was saying that when you have a hard time programming, when you hit when you hit a wall, like you've been making a lot of progress and all of a sudden you hit a wall, you, you can't go any further, try to do something else like playing guitar or learning a language, which I was really happy about because I do that. And do that for a while and when you go back to uh the whatever it is the the skill that you you're trying to learn you will be so much better because you developed different areas of your brain and now the capacity of i guess your capacity of learning different things is so much better um so yeah i i found it very interesting so let me just before I ask my 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 real question, just to make sure I got this right. You're studying programming, writing code in school, right? Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it is a software engineering degree. Um, I still have about two years left to go to to get my degree, and uh, yeah, we basically learn um, the different aspects of you know, I guess the whole process of uh, creating a program from zero to actually releasing the program or the app that's kind of what we do um, so everything from front end to uh, back end um, 
and stuff like that, yeah. And you also have a, a I guess you call it a part-time job as well, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's actually, it's not related to the, like, what, I, what I'm currently studying right now, but it's part of IT. It's still part of the technology world. So what I do is basically um, I'm a help desk support. I don't even know if this term exists in English, but basically what I do is I give support or I help people that are not familiar with computers or the programs that we use. So I work at the city hall. So there's a lot of different programs that we use there. And there's a lot of employees that don't even know how to turn on the computer but they have to use the programs in order to do their job so my job is to help them understand how how the computer works um not in terms of hardware or software and stuff like that but you know the basics of it and also some of the the softwares that we we use there so that's kind of what i do so you're studying the it industry software engineering programming stuff like that and then at your part-time job you're still working in the IT industry but it's more of a support position at the help desk and then I guess on the weekends I know for a fact you know when you can you play soccer but other than that I mean outside of the IT world kind of bringing it back to the main subject is there something in your life or has there ever been something in your life that's kind of not even closely related to that that you kind of do that makes you feel like I don't know maybe it gives your life some kind of meaning you just love doing it you would do it all the time if you even if you didn't get paid for it do you have something like that um I guess learning learning a language I guess learning English is definitely the number one thing that makes me feel really good but I also play guitar yeah i'm not i'm not good at it but i know how to play some some songs and that that makes me feel really good because if you think about the process of learning how to how to play a full song what you do is okay so there's a song that i'm really into i like it i wish i could play it so you sit down you go to that's what i do i go to uh cifraclub.com which I, th I think it is a, a Brazilian site if I'm not mistaken uh, a Brazilian website uh, so in this website they teach you all the techniques that, that you have to master in order to play one song so you search the name of the song and they give you all the steps to, to learning it and what I do is there's a song that I like I go to cifraclub.com, I search for the song, and I start trying. And usually it takes me about a month to, to master everything that I need to play the full song. Um, and once you can play the entire song perfectly, and you look back on the day that you didn't even know how to hold the, the, the guitar, that's a great feeling, man. And... Um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, number one, uh, learning English, uh, playing soccer, uh, and playing guitar. Uh, I guess those are my main uh, hobbies, I guess. And also, uh, I guess, 
the hobby that everyone has nowadays, which is you know watching TV shows. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because I've been watching the same TV shows for like two years, uh, which is Friends and Breaking Bad, and uh, I just watch it like I finished them and I started over. Uh, so I watched Friends like four times. There's like 300 episodes, and <laughs> it, it, it's funny because I know exactly what's gonna happen, but I have a great time watching it anyways. It's always funny. So uh, yeah, I, I guess I kind of um, went on a tangent here, went off on a tangent. But uh, yeah, those are my 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 main uh, hobbies. And uh, what about what about you? You said that I am a beast uh, playing ping pong, and I have to say that this guy is a beast playing pool, man. I, I was so embarrassed. I <laughs> like I would try to hit the ball, and instead of hitting mine, I would hit his. Or sometimes instead of hitting, so in pool, I guess everybody knows that. The the main ball, the ball that touches all the other balls, are the wide ball, right? <laughs> and I don't know what happened. When it was my turn to hit the ball, I got like a green ball. And and Tony was like, "Man, are are you tired? Are you feeling sleepy or something? What's happening, man?" And uh, and man, this guy is is so good. I can tell that. He's been doing that for a while. He's been practicing. Um, so, what, what do you, apart from learning Portuguese, uh, playing soccer, um, uh, podcasting, uh, what do you like to do when you have uh, uh, free time? Honestly, man, I think the main things that I spend my time doing, apart from everything you just mentioned, is uh, photography. I love portrait photography and I love street photography. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what street photography is, it's basically you grab your camera and you walk through the streets just looking for interesting stuff. And whatever you find interesting, you take a picture of it. I mean, that's really all it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I find that really interesting. And I started when I went to Mexico. I think I told you I was actually planning to make, like, travel videos. But I ended up taking more pictures than making videos and just realized it was something that I was kind of good at and I just enjoyed it and it was like a form of meditation like the same thing as soccer because when you're in the streets and your objective is to take pictures you just become I'm already an observant person but you become extremely observant everything is interesting you know so I'm fully absorbed in what's going on right here right now and then it was also a good way for me to interact with people because I've never really been great at social interaction but with the camera in my hand I have a reason or at least an excuse to approach somebody and I can ask them for their photograph or something like that. And then we just start talking about them, their city, what they're doing that day. And the conversation goes wherever it wants to, but it's a lot easier just because of the camera, you know? So um, I like it for those reasons. And it, just because, I mean, it, you, you have a chance to be creative with something like photography, you know? And um, also kind of related to what you do, like with the guitar, I like writing rap songs, like hip hop and stuff. You know what I mean? When I was after the first thing I wanted to be in life was an actor, but after that I wanted to be a rapper because I just I mean I grew up listening to hip hop music, and um, 
I got, I guess what you call like a good musical ear. I got a good ear for music, tones and beats and rhythms and stuff like that. So I would, um, I think I wrote my first rap song when I was like 13. And then I kind of was sticking with it for a while and I convinced myself that it wasn't really going to be a good career choice for me. But even still, uh, whenever I get the chance, I, I like get beats from YouTube, different producers that I like. I download them to my phone. And whenever I have nothing to do or if I'm on the bus or the train, I'm listening to a beat, just thinking of song, song ideas, you know. And I've never really been good with my words, and I'm even worse at writing. But writing songs is another way to be creative, first of all. But it's also another way to express myself, you know what I mean? Um, because it's like you, when you're trying to write a song or learn how to play a guitar, for example, you're kind of forcing your brain to to break down this big ass wall that's in front of you and in this case writing a song trying to find the right words or the right rhythm or you know the right way to express your ideas in a concise way so every new song is like a challenge for me you know what I mean and I like when you when you finish the song just like you just talked about when you finally learn how to play the guitar song that you want when you finish writing the song and then I record it on my computer and then I'm listening to it I'm like holy shit I did that you know what I'm saying and I actually like it so I ride around sometimes in my car or on the train listening to my music bro it's I just it's so cool man I'm listening to like stories about my life and I and I made it you know what I mean I made that song so uh, that's something I really enjoy too um, so photography, like writing songs, uh, I'm fucking terrible at it, but I also enjoy painting, you know, that's also really therapeutic. I've, I've always been into like creative outlets and artistic stuff. I never thought I was really good at it, but I always wanted to do it, you know, so that's why I never pursued a career in it, but I still just do it because it just feels good, you know. Okay, man, now it makes sense why you were so good at that video where you're kind of rapping about how to learn English, something like that. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> man, I, man, I, I think, so that, that song kind of got stuck in my head for a while, man. So, can, do you think that you can give me a beat? Like right now? Yeah, right now. Why, because you want to rap, you mean? Yeah. You're going to rap the song? Yeah. Oh, man, let's go, let's go, all right. Let me see if I can remember the beat that I did. Yeah, I'll do something simple. All right, so here we go. All right. You're on the road to doing all the things that you'll be dreaming. So I'm going to do you all the ounces and the adjectives. No matter how mad you get, I know it's hard to learn a language, but with a little patience, you can change your life, man. Just imagine it. Because <laughs> remember the song, bro. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Mateus Cortez. Ladies and gentlemen, he'll be, here. he'll be here all week. Don't worry. He'll be here all week. Dope, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like we were talking about earlier, like everything is easier to remember when you put it in a song. That's why using music is a great way to learn not just the language, but also the culture. Because almost all modern day music, if there's words in it, there's some kind of cultural reference most of the time, right? So um, I guess you, like you love Linkin Park, for example. Me, I love Hasonais. And I know for a fact you've been using Linkin Park to learn English and things like that. And I've learned so much Portuguese just by listening to Hasonais. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I'm going to see them on Friday, bro. 
Gonna see them live in Sao Paulo with uh, Leonardo. Leonardo, if you're listening, man, what's up, bro? But uh, anyway, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be super cool, super cool. Man, that's uh, that's amazing because I think Hasionais they kind of, if I'm not mistaken, they kind of represent a part of the process of learning Brazilian Portuguese for you, and the fact that now you get to see them uh, live, that is that is awesome. Man. And uh, yeah, I agree. When you so when you're listening to a song. Um, I think we talked about this uh, the last podcast that we did, uh, how to live your life in English, and how imitation and repetition makes it so much easier to learn a language. So, when you're listening to a song, so if you memorize a whole song from start to finish, I think it is impossible that you're gonna forget that unless you go maybe a year without listening to that song or maybe like I don't know a couple months but I guess you're not going to spend a year without listening to the English language right? right or without talking to people so those sentences that you hear in songs or that you memorize those are things that you're going to be constantly listening in day-to-day conversation not the sentence exactly, but some of the words and expressions. So you're constantly being reminded of what you um, learned listening to the song. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's part of the process of turning your passive vocabulary into active vocabulary. We talked about this in the last podcast. So... There's a so switching gears a little bit. There's a um, just really quick for somebody who doesn't understand. What do you mean when you say switching gears? It's like changing the subject, or you know, I'm gonna talk about something else right now. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Shit, man, my bad, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we were just talking about. Um, using music no you were saying changing from you're changing your passive vocabulary into active vocabulary oh yeah um <clears throat> so there's a i'm not sure if it's actually a theory or it's just an idea but part of this idea is um like your your passive vocabulary is uh like you don't have a word or a sentence as active vocabulary if you haven't heard that word more than 10 times. I'm not sure if it's 10 times, but there's a specific number uh that like when you listen to the same word more than one time or plenty of times, that's when it goes from uh passive vocabulary to active vocabulary and it's kind of sad because i know a lot of words in english a lot so my my passive vocabulary is huge but my active like my ability to actually use the words that i know is it's different you know and um yeah i think listening to music and learning the lyrics is a way to to do that because you're constantly listening to the song and you know how sometimes when you go 
a couple months without listening to a song and you go back to it, you listen to it again, uh, it gives you a... Like the first time you listen to it, you might not be able to sing the whole song, but if you listen to it like three times, you get back to it. Like It's like the lyrics gets back into your brain, but it has always been there. It's just that now that you did it three times... You, you, I guess you'll, you'll pull that information from somewhere in your brain. So that's what I meant about like repetition and imitation and on the last podcast. Um, is, you know, uh, doing that so you can turn passive into active uh, vocabulary. I think that's absolutely right, man. I really do. Um, we talked about that many times. You just have to, if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, it really is that simple, man. It really is. And I think it's super important, not just listening to music. I think, obviously, music is easier, or the the song lyrics are easier to remember just because it's in song form. And for some reason, our brains retain that kind of information better. I really don't know why. Maybe because it's in a pattern form and we're better at recognizing patterns. I really don't know. But listening to podcasts, watching TV shows, and not only that, not just listening to the song, I mean, using your same example, there's a difference between passive and active vocabulary. But there's also a difference between passive and active listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be listening to hours and hours and hours of the Life in English podcast, for example. But if you're not actively, actively absorbing, 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 and, uh, like, trying to really interpret what's being said then you're really kind of wasting your time. And another thing, going back to imitation and repetition, is something that I do naturally now. It's really become like an annoying habit of mine. It doesn't matter what language I'm listening to. It could be even English. If I hear something, a word that I've never heard before, or an accent that's different from mine, or an expression that I think is interesting, I repeat it out loud to myself just because. Just because. I don't... It's like a habit that I got from learning Spanish and Portuguese. It's like when I hear somebody speaking Portuguese, for example, and they have an accent that I'm not familiar with or they say something I've never heard before, I repeat it to myself a couple of times to really just, just to put it in my brain, to make sure it stays there. You know what I mean? And I try to link the context or the situation to that word or phrase so hopefully the next time that situation arises, I can be able to use what I just heard. You know what I'm saying? But even if it's not something I ever plan to hear or say again, I just do it. You know, so my, the point I'm trying to make is to listen actively and also imitate actively. Repeat what you hear, everything that you hear, even if it seems crazy. Even if it seems crazy, but it really is really an effective tactic that I use. And like I said, I even do it when I'm listening to English, bro. I don't know why. I'm just weird like that. You know what I mean? But I think that's one tip that I would give people is to learn how to listen properly and how to apply the information that's being put into your brain. Don't just let it get put in there and then pass out the other side you see what I'm saying you have to do something with it yeah I agree um, yeah uh, so I you made me remember of uh, something that one of my teachers in college said about the way that your brain works in terms of, in terms of mastering a skill uh, and he, he he presented this book to us. I think it's called um, The Art 
of learning. So I'm translating from Portuguese, but it's basically uh, a arte de aprender, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so in this book, they talk about how like your brain will only pick up on something new if it thinks that it's important. If it's not important, like you said, it's gonna exactly it's gonna disappear you're not gonna retain that information uh, so he said that there's different techniques to making your brain understand that something is important so one of them is writing down so when you write something down it helps tremendously your brain to, to, to realize that that's important you're writing down I have to retain that information. It's not going to go away. And the other one that he talked about is repetition. When you do something time after time. Uh, and he's, when, when he said that, I was like, yeah, man, I, I think I've been right about repetition when learning a language. Because, like, I guess your brain's like, okay. He's watching the same episode of Friends 10 times in a row. So I have to memorize all of this. This is, this is important. Otherwise, he wouldn't be watching it more than one time, right? So that's kind of a way of, I guess, uh, making your brain understand that that's important information, information that you can't lose, and you have to retain that Um so so yeah, I mean it, it, it's interesting the way that your brain works and how you learn different stuff, you know. And um, yeah, I kind of applied that to uh, like when when tests are coming up in college, I try to write down and repeat, like write down um, like many times, like the same the same note many different times. Uh, and that helped me a lot. That helped me to memorize all the information. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it makes total sense to me. I think it's absolutely right, the importance of uh, repetition. Because if you think about it, whatever's important to you is what you spend your time doing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be doing it if it weren't important, theoretically, right? Exactly. So, I think... What you're saying about how you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Maybe subconsciously your brain picks up on the fact that this shit is important because he keeps doing this. So I need to be paying attention when he does this. You know what I mean? And I think it works the same way with stuff that uh, you don't do. Obviously, right? I mean, if you never spend your time doing it, maybe you do it once a week or once a month. You know, you listen to one podcast every week every two weeks you know you speak english maybe two or three times a month or some shit your your brain is kind of like oh i mean what do i need this for i mean so literally like if if it's important you're gonna spend more time doing it so that's really keeping you know english in in the conversation here that's really what separates in my opinion the successful from the unsuccessful when it comes to learning a language is putting importance on learning the language every single day because you don't learn English in a year or two years or five years you learn it every day 
literally it never stops it never stops i was born in an english-speaking country and i've been speaking english i don't i wasn't speaking at you know one years old i don't think but my you get the point i've been speaking for over 20 years just english and there are so many words i still don't know there are so many ideas and feelings and thoughts that i still don't know how to express in my first language so you never stop learning you know what i mean but kind of switching gears a little bit you know but keeping english like i said in the in the conversation english does different things for different people some people are learning for their career they have to know english if they want to get this job other people want to travel to an english-speaking country or whatever it is it's different for everybody but for you why did you feel such an inclination i've probably asked you this before too why did you feel such an inclination to learn english in the first place what has kept you motivated the entire time to keep learning and also what do you imagine that english is going to do for your life in the future i mean that's three separate questions but you get the idea oh yeah yeah um man it, it took me so many years to find out that i'm passionate about it and like i guess for you it took you what 20 years to find that you like photography and it's funny how sometimes you may die without even get without even realizing that there's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, so it took me. I started learning English when I was 16. Uh, so it, 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 it's not something that I was born uh, passionate about, I, th- I guess, because you know you know those kids that like they're four years old and they're playing soccer. Like they live, that's something that they're passionate about. So, um, I, I I became passionate about English. Um, not their, not the. Um, anyways, let me let me just go straight to the question. <laughs> uh, so. I think that the number one thing that learning English has done for me is that it made me improve my communication skills. Uh, even in Portuguese, like I'm better at just communication, period, not just in English. The fact that I'm constantly exposing myself to you know, express myself, make my point, get my point across and talk to people. That made me improve uh, speaking Portuguese. And um, so I, I think that is the number one thing. Because I, I, I suffered from social anxiety for a long time, very long time. And I'm still trying to get rid of it or um, get better at social uh, skills. Uh, so I think that is something that English has done for me that I'm very grateful for. You know, getting better at talking to people, learning how to converse. Um, you know, I, I think I became much more articulate uh, after starting to learn a language, I think. Um, so I guess the other question was what English will do for me in the future. Um, maybe I think it's. Uh, I think it's going to make me stand out among others in Brazil because, 
like I said before, probably 5% of Brazil speaks English. So let's say that uh, I'm going to like a job interview and um, I'm competing or I'm up against like a group of 10 people and I'm the only one that speaks English fluently. That's going to make me stand out. And other than that, I think it's going to allow me to travel around the world, uh, get to know different people. Um, yeah, it, it, it opens up so many possibilities, man. Like the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was, uh, I forgot the movie. He was waiting for a movie to be released. And he said, man, I am so pissed. I downloaded the movie, but it's in English, so I can't watch it. And I don't have the subtitles, so I'm pissed, you know. I love the movie, I love the characters and everything, but I can't watch it, you know. And he watched it anyways, <laughs> just for, you know, uh, watching the scenes itself. Yeah. But he wasn't really, uh, he didn't understand anything. Uh, whereas if it was me, I would be even happier that I have the movie in English instead of Portuguese. Um, so yeah, I think it's, um, um, so when I say that it's going to make me stand out, just, I'm kind of, uh, I can see like how Brazilian people will think of me when they hear that. So let me clarify something. When I say that it's going to make me stand out, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying that it's. A skill or an ability that not everyone has, you know, and the fact that I have it and I've been working on it uh, makes me stand out, you know. But I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm awesome at it, I'm good, I'm better than everyone else, you know. I will get the job and they won't. That's not what I'm trying to say, right? Um, so, uh, yeah. Did, did I did I answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. I guess the only the only question that uh, I'd at least maybe I wasn't paying attention, but the only question I didn't hear you answer was what during all this time you said it's been two and a half years now during all this time. Obviously, it's more difficult for some people than others, but during in difficult times, I mean, just every day you practice English. What what exactly was it that kept you motivated? Because so many people give up, you know, not even halfway through the challenge of trying to learn a new language particularly English and I guess everyone's motivation is different so what was it for you that every time you hit a brick wall or it got difficult you said nah fuck that I'm just gonna keep going man that's that's a great question uh, I, I, I never really thought about it um, I guess Experiencing the benefits of learning a language definitely makes you keep doing it and keep wanting to get better. Um, man, you know how sometimes you're you're passionate about something, but you don't really know how to explain why. I don't know. It's a it's a great feeling. Like the feeling that I get when I 
saying all these words and speaking English, it's uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's a good feeling. I like it. I mean, the there's something about the sound of the English language, particularly the American accent, that makes me. It just blows my mind. It's just it's just awesome. It's it's uh, you know, it sounds like music to my ears, and I want to listen to it. You know, I think. Ever since I started learning English, there hasn't been a day when I didn't listen to the language. I didn't miss a day, so it's something that I do I do without even trying. You know, I, I have to do it. You know, it, it's part of my life. It's part of my day. It's part of my routine. Uh, I wake up, I take the bus, and I'm listening to a podcast. Many times, your podcast or Joe Rogan. Uh, I get home, I have some free time, I'm going to watch a TV show in English. Uh, I try to speak English with myself if I don't have a friend or some somebody to practice with. Um, so I don't know, it's just something that became part of my life. And nowadays, like, like those moments where you have to find the motivation, that has never happened to me. Like, the motivation is always there. It's like I always want to... Uh, get better and I'm actually oh, okay so I'm actually a perfectionist so the fact that so you can't really be perfect when learning a language so the fact that I haven't reached my goals when it comes to learning language makes me want to you know I, I have to keep doing this I, I can't stop you know So I think I told you this before, but my goal is to, like, two years from now, I want to look back on this very day, this podcast, and be like, man, now I'm not even half as good as I was, uh, like, I think I'm messing this up, but, uh, so I'm twice as better as I was back then, you know, that's what I was trying to say, so that's the 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 vision that i want to have in two years from now like i'm way better now i made progress and uh so yeah i i, I really want to get better and i want to to improve i guess um but uh yeah man uh speaking of uh finding the motivation to learn English or learn a language um, I am very curious to know like what does it feel like to like when you get to a point where you can talk about whatever you want whenever you want the way you want informal formal you basically master all of the aspects of the language what's what do you do like what's what's the plan because like i i'm still using the same methods for more than a year now like once i figured out what works best for me i stuck with those methods and i just keep doing them but once you get to a point where like you 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 accomplished All, all the goals that you set for yourself. What do you do? You just keep talking. You, you keep 
you keep uh, using the language and you don't really have any specific methods how does that work for you like nowadays what do you do to uh, not forget the uh, Portuguese language do you still uh, are you still doing the same things that you did like a year ago like two years ago when you first started learning Portuguese or you're just kind of you know using the language speaking uh, and talking to people what's the, the next step once you uh, I guess accomplished your main goal which is being able to communicate in Portuguese man that's an excellent question I never even thought about that before to be honest with you but um, I think it really it depends on what your goals are honestly just to before I answer your question going back to something you said that was really important is for you as a perfectionist like you already have an amazing level or an amazing ability to to speak the English language for example but even still in two years from now you want to look back and be like shit I'm twice as good today as I was when I recorded that podcast you see what I'm saying so I think setting goals for yourself no matter what the skill that you're trying to acquire is setting goals for yourself is extremely important I've done a podcast about setting goals so you should know why it's important but it really is because you could say I want to learn English it's like okay what does that mean you want to be a master at grammar do you want to do you want to learn english for business or just day-to-day -day english do you want to learn informal or or formal english like what does that really mean you want to learn english how well do you want to speak do you want just enough to survive do you want to be having you know normal conversations do you want to talk about technical or deeper topics or somewhere in between so you have to know that because you could say you know i want to travel all right where do you want to go? Why? What is it going to take to get there? You know, so you have to really ask yourself those questions and set those goals for yourself so you know, am I on the right path? Because a lot of people who are learning English, they have no fucking idea. They're like, what well, am I? Is this, is this what I should be doing? Am I wasting my time? Am I, you know, am I doing this right? They just don't know because they have no clear goal in their mind of, wh you know, where to go. It really is that simple. So now to answer your question, let's say that you do reach your goal. You can talk about whatever you want, however you want or whatever. I still honestly don't feel like I've reached that level in Spanish or Portuguese. Like I know my Portuguese is pretty good, but I really don't feel like I can say anything at any time, anywhere. I think the basics I've mastered, you know, normal conversation, I'm really good at. But anything and everything, no. And I don't know if I'll ever get there. But to be honest, my only goal was to be able to communicate in everyday situations with Brazilians or Portuguese or Angolans, anybody that speaks Portuguese. And now that I've kind of reached that goal, I'm good. I mean, I mean, all I really do is try to maintain what I've already acquired. And if I do learn something new, that's awesome. I've learned so much just after two months here in Brazil. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all of that is like a bonus. But the fact that I already got here or the fact that when I came here, I was already kind of, you know, with a really good level so that I can just have conversations with people and meet their families and, and you know, go to a bar and feel comfortable talking to people or something like that. That, for me, is marvelous. I really don't feel the need to go any higher. So it really depends on your goals, you know. But I guess in your case, being the perfectionist that you, that you say you are, when you do reach that level, set a new goal for yourself because you'll never know everything. 
So once you feel like you've reached this goal, then maybe I want to learn how to speak perfectly about programming or guitar playing or whatever it is. You can set new goals for yourself or learn a new language. It never hurts to know another language. You know what I mean? English obviously has become, depending on how you look at it, one of the most important languages internationally. But not everybody in the world speaks English. So if you don't speak their language, then you can't talk to them or learn from them or teach them. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure if I answered your initial question, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, yeah. I... I completely agree. Like you, you can never stop learning. There's always something new for you to learn, even as a native. You know, you don't know all the words of the English language, and um, I don't know everything about Portuguese either. You know, I'm constantly learning. Like we were, I think yesterday we were uh, having a cook together, and my dad said something like. Uh, hey, Zeh. And I was like, I- I'm not sure what you mean when you refer to me as Zeh. Is it a good thing, a bad thing? Explain to me what it is, you know? Uh, so, um, yeah, I guess my, so my end goal is to be able to, like, everything that I know how to talk about in Portuguese, I want to be able to do that in English. Like, if I'm having a conversation in Portuguese, I want to be able to, like... So, say everything that you said in Portuguese in English now. So, when I try to do that, sometimes, you know, I don't know this word and that word. So, I want to be able to do that. So, everything that I know how to talk about in Portuguese, I I, I want to do that in English. Because I don't know how to talk about politics in Portuguese. I fucking hate politics, man. So if you if you were to ask me, Han, man, are are you from the 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 so do you support the right side or the left side? I don't support shit, man. I <laughs> I don't even want to answer that question because I I hate that, you know. Um, and when I say that, I know that. It kind of makes me come off as, uh, I don't know if in the United States uh, it works that way, but in Brazil, when you know how to talk about politics, it kind of, you give the impression that you are a very smart person, you know, you're very smart, you're articulate, and uh, yeah, you're basically a smart ass if you know how to answer that question. You're, you know, right or left and explain why and, you know, explain your views and on politics. Um, so, yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent. But what I was really trying to say is I don't know how to talk about politics. So I don't even want to learn how to do that in English. It's not part of my um, it's not in my interest. Um, so, yeah, that's uh the end goal for me and also I want to be able to get by in the US when I go there like I want to be able to live um, like a native you know doing the things that natives do and you know without having any difficulties with uh, basic communication uh, yeah that's that's my end goal um, 
do you have something in mind like your end goal or you're still trying to figure that out like what's the the next thing to like what's the next level to reach do do you have that in mind already honestly i don't i mean it's not even something i really think about because like i said the the initial goal that i set for myself i kind of already reached it because i mean since i've been here in brazil i you know besides the time when i'm working i'm speaking and thinking in portuguese naturally and uh, i don't always i don't always understand everything that everyone says obviously but i feel comfortable being here by myself you know what i mean going out at any time of the day by myself you know confident that i'll be able to communicate my ideas and understand at least the majority of what people say i've already reached my goal so that's really cuz i'm not although i kind of have like a like we were talking about the other day some kind of predisposition for learning languages or understanding languages i find them fascinating you know what i mean anthropology in general it's fascinating to me so although i have that inside of me learning languages isn't something like yeah i just want to learn french and arabic and japanese just because it's so awesome learning a language is fucking hard man it's fun it's cool but it's fucking hard so i don't just do it just because just because it's fun i do it because it's useful i only started learning spanish because i had spanish-speaking friends that i wanted to understand and then eventually i wanted to go to mexico so i needed to learn spanish I only started learning Portuguese because I had a Brazilian friend who introduced me to Brazilian culture. And I was like, shit, I want to go to Brazil. And he said, all right, well, you got to learn Portuguese then. Fuck it. I guess I'm learning Portuguese. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, oh, I just got to learn languages because it's so awesome. It's like, nah, I got to learn languages because it's so useful. I don't like doing shit that's not useful, you know, especially if it's hard. Why the f you know, fuck that. Why would I do that? So to answer your original question, no, I really don't have any kind of like end goal. I guess I already reached the end goal and now it's just maintaining the success that I've already achieved. And eventually, yeah, I do want to learn another language, you know, but um, yeah, that's it, man. How are we doing on time? 120, bro. We've been here for an hour and 20 minutes. Shit flew by, flew by. So I guess maybe that's a good place to, uh, to end the podcast, man. But um, just want to thank you, man for your time i mean for the podcast always a pleasure to talk to you bro about to go get some some shuhasku you know what i'm saying get a beer or two or three or four you know what i'm saying have a good time last day here anytime you bro it's, it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure man for real for real and um yeah man we gotta do this again soon absolutely yeah, definitely man um yeah i want to thank you for Another opportunity to participate on the podcast. It's uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, thank you. All right, y'all. I guess um, I don't even know what I'm gonna call this podcast. Shooting the shit. You you know that expression? Shooting the shit. Yeah, he's nodding his head. Yes. So for those of you that don't know, shooting the shit is like it just means making conversation about whatever comes to mind. Don't ask me where the expression comes from. I have no idea. Um, say what? I heard Bill Burr say that one time. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. And for those of you that don't know who Bill Burr is, please educate yourself. A living legend, man. B I L L space B U R R. A comedy legend, my favorite comedian of all time. But anyway, we'll save that for another. Ah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
So I've always been a fan of uh, Billboard as a stand-up comedy. But the other day, I was watching this TV show called Breaking Bad, and all of a sudden, Billboard shows up, and I was like, "Man, this guy is an actor!" So that, <laughs> so that that's really awesome. This dude is a legend. Yeah, you should check him out. Absolutely, and he also—I don't know if you noticed—he also has a, 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 a TV show called "F is for Family" on Netflix. Man, you gotta watch it. And for those of you listening, please go check it out if you got Netflix. F. The letter F is for family. Uh, it's a really, really, really good, creative, and original show. Uh, and I'm sure you'll like it. But anyway, shooting the shit with Mateos Cortez, man. Oh, I didn't even explain it. Shooting the shit. Yes, I did, right? Shooting the shit. Just, you know, making conversation about whatever. It's just an expression that we have. So this has been shooting the shit on the Life in English podcast uh, for Mateos Cortez. I'm your host, Tony Kazan. And we're going to get out of here, man. Go get some barbecue. All right. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.